Hey everyone, we have received exceptional support for the Diaries Plus. It means so much to us. It's been a tough year for us. We're down on sponsors, but you keep lifting us up and making this show possible. And because of that, we get to keep making more cool shows for you. So today we're releasing a new series on Diaries Plus called Good, Good, Bad. Trips, adventures, and fiascos that define our lives. On New Year's Eve 2023, Mason Gravelly slid a stand-up paddleboard into the tannin-stained waters of Lake Okeechobee and embarked on an adventure he's been dreaming of for years, an unsupported crossing of one of our country's biggest lakes. Between the weather, toxic algae, and alligators, he was told it was preposterous. But Mason's journey was a culmination of years of Florida adventures and a passion for conservation. Here's a little taste of the first good, good, bad episode, Alligator Lake. Wherever you are is an adventurous place to people that aren't from there. And so it's like, I'll be honest, right now at this point in my life, I would never leave within an hour or two of my home if I could. And I'd probably, that's probably going to change at some point. But right now, that's like my reality. And I did not see that coming. Like, I I would have laughed at you if you you said that's the way you're going to think in five years. And so... It, it, all of us have to go through it. Like, oh, adventure is elsewhere or life and fulfillment and what we're looking for is elsewhere. And I think part of maturing and just part of just living this life is one, going through that. And two, <laughs> realizing everything you need is right here. You know, how many times have people told us that, but it, it takes learning it yourself, you know? Subscribe to Plus Now for the full story and access to all new episodes. As always, Thank you for your support. Now, on to the show. All right. You survived the Thanksgiving table debate. Hopefully it did not veer into politics for all of you out there. But you did it. So good job. But in that spirit, we've got something for you today. Earlier this year, our team was talking about the transition from summer to fall and talking about the seasons. And it was really interesting because each of us had our own favorite season and then also, each of us had our own favorite place that we love being in. Uh, our team is spread across the country, so we live in different regions. And there were some opinions, and we realized there was a lot to debate. Some of us are mountain bikers. Some of us are climbers. We're all into camping. We all love being outside. But we needed to decide what the best season in the best place was because there's got to be a champion, right? So we set up a March Madness-style bracket, and hashed it out. Uh, This episode originally ran on Diaries Plus, and we loved hearing how the episode was stoking good old campfire conversations out there. And so we thought we'd share it on the main feed. For those of you who don't know about the Diaries Plus, it's basically our way of bringing more Type 2 fun to uh, the community. And we're doing extended interviews. We had a live uh, episode drop on it. Um, It's just a way for those of you who feel really connected to the show to get more. Uh, All of it's ad-free. And there's both monthly and annual subscription to it. More importantly, it helps power the show. A lot of podcasts out there, they don't have ads on them right now. That's happening. Podcasts are going away. And a lot of you have stepped forward in order to help keep this project going through the Diaries Plus. So you get something, but you also get to ensure that this keeps going, this keeps working, and that's powerful. And you can also now make it a gift to somebody. 
which is pretty cool. So um, there is a way to gift Diaries Plus memberships. You can find the links in the show notes attached to this episode. You know, give the gift of uh, more Type 2 fun. Check it out. Anyway, we also want to hear from you. So if we are off base on our arguments, you've got your own opinion on what the best region and the best season is. You can give a listen and then give us a call, 206-705-3006. And we want you to hear your name, where you live, and some cold, hard facts about why you're choosing your favorite. Now, without further ado, let the games begin. All right, who wants to kick it off? Who's got the biggest desire? So break it down for us. Give us your uh, your region and your season. I, I guess I guess I'll go first. I'm Evan Phillips. I reside in Anchorage, Alaska, which is in South Central Alaska. So kind of lower middle part of the state. I think a lot of people would uh, would kind of argue for one season or the other. But today I'm going to be talking about how I think springtime is the best part, the best season in Alaska for a multitude of reasons. First of all, Alaskan winters are are brutal. And I've lived in Alaska my whole life. And I'm 48 years old. I'm approaching 50. So I've been here a long time. And it's funny, like when you're young, you, you know, you kind of hear the older generations like, oh, man, I just I'm getting tired of these winters. Like the winters are just going they just last longer and longer. It's like dark six months out of the year. And I'm kind of starting to get that now. Like I'm, I'm definitely like this last winter almost broke me physically and mentally because we had a record-breaking snowfall this last winter. So all the skiers, you know, everybody's like, oh, this is amazing, like getting all this skiing. But I'm out there like shoveling two feet of snow every second day so I can get into my house, so I can get into my vehicle. And then for like two months, we didn't have, like the snowplowers were overwhelmed in the city. So like we couldn't even park on the streets barely. It was mayhem. And it just, it just seemed like it would never end. So all of a sudden when springtime comes along, like the days start getting a little bit longer, you know, like maybe in late February, early March, you get that first feeling of sun on your face and you're like, oh my God. It's coming to an end. Summer's coming. And it, honestly, like for me, it like changes my whole like mental state because I, I just start feeling more positive. I start feeling more motivated. So that's one end of it. And then on the recreation end of things, like, yeah, there's all these amazing, uh, every season on Alaska is great for recreation. But the thing that I love about springtime is like, that's, an amazing time to be in the mountains because the days start to get longer. The approaches, you, you, you get these really unique conditions, which this happens other places too, but it gets starts getting warmer in the day, but then it'll get really cold at night. So you get these like frozen crust conditions where you can ski in the mountains and go for miles on the crust. It's a really easy approach. The climbing conditions are amazing. You know, the ice conditions get amazing for ice climbing. And people are just psyched. 
So that that's like the main thing. That's why I love springtime. And I think that's the best season in Alaska. I like it. I like it. All right. Someone who thinks they can take down Alaska in the spring. We're going head to head now. I don't think it's going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Don't, don't. We'll be the judge of that. Who's going to take them down? All right. I'm going to go. And so something I realized, Evan, is that it is true that in California, the spring doesn't feel as severe, I think, as Alaska. And that's because it's also really nice in the winter here and the fall and the summer. So it is true that the difference between the seasons is not as profound. But I'm going to argue for spring in California, though it's hard to pick a single season, unlike in Alaska, which only has like six good weeks. She's like humble. Yeah, she's like humble bragging. She's like, you know, it's, I, I could have picked any time of the could've year really any to just time. dominate Alaska. <laughs> okay. Spring in California versus spring in Alaska. Well, I think something we have in common is great skiing because spring skiing in California is the best time to go skiing in California. You've got the sun layer, you've got corn, it's, you've got stable avalanche conditions in the backcountry. It's a really nice time to go skiing. It's also a really nice time to go climbing. It's definitely got a little bit more rain than say the fall, but what you have in the spring that is, typically it hasn't gotten smoky yet, there's no thunderstorms yet, and the days are long. They're not as long as they are in Alaska, but they're longer than they are in the fall. So I still feel like spring is the best time to go climbing. And then I feel like just for everything else, it's like you've got wildflower super bloom, you've got not that many bugs, you've got like consistent temps in the 70s, basically in every corner of the state. Um, I live in Bishop um, in the Eastern Sierra, but I've lived on the west side of the Sierra and I've lived in the Bay Area. And in like, yeah, in the coastal areas, you've got less fog in the spring Then you know, you get that like summer, fall, heavy fog, but the spring, you don't have as much of it. You've got more blue skies. You've got like amazing flowers and fruit and produce, you know, and like the Central Valley even is really beautiful in the spring. Um, yeah, you've got warm days, but still cool nights. You can see whales, like, I don't know. I think it's pretty hard to beat. So you live in paradise. Good, good for you, Lauren. <laughs> No, I feel like we've got the eighth seed going against the one seed right now, but it makes it ripe for an upset. So I'd say to the bigger crew, let's vote. Let's see who wins here, Alaska or California. I got to say California sounded quite pleasant. Okay, one for California. I'm going to vote for California too, but I, I do take issue with the fact that you said that you can't really choose a best season there. So... You know, I just, I don't know. I Maybe I should go with Alaska for that reason because it's a defined season. I'm going to go with Evan. California, it, it's too easy a pick. It's um, there's too many people. The traffic is, is too bad. And everybody needs a little, you know, a little suffering in their life. Ashley, what do you think? I think I tend to root for the underdog. And I heard what Evan said was that... that that like spring really meant something to him because it meant like a change that he really needed where it sounds like Lauren, like, I don't know if spring really has the same level of depth and meaning because she's like kind of doing okay year round. Um, so for that reason, I'm on team Alaska. Dude, but that's why California is the one seed consistently good. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, let me jump in here too. I, I do have a, uh, you know, a history 
you know, back in my climbing days of the east side of the Sierra was literally my favorite place to hang out and go climbing for all of the reasons Lauren's talking about. Even I kind of want to take Lauren's side a little bit, <laughs> but I'm not but I'm not going to. But I, I, I do love me some Highway 395 vibes. Yeah, that's pretty good. We have I think we have two votes right now for Alaska. Skylar's for California. What's Jake going to say? You know, super tough as I think of, you know, a desired utopia. It has something for everybody. So I'm going to pick California. Ooh, all right, we're tied up. Lisey, which way? Which way are you going? I think I'm going to go California, too. I'm sorry, Evan. Oh, okay. I feel hurt and abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> Cal- California wins. I I do have to say, I feel like Alaska is called the last frontier, so I feel like somehow I just, I don't know. We Three to two, California squeaks through. You better be careful out there, California. That was a tough first round. You almost got beat. All right, who's next? I'll go next. I had the pleasure of living in the Northeast for 10 years of my life, and I would argue that you cannot find a more divine place or time of year than fall in the Northeast. It is just about as picturesque and pleasant as it gets. Consider the hot, muggy summer you've just survived, the humidity is often high, and especially with temperatures rising, it, it's only getting more sweaty. And then consider the frigid, freezing winters that you've faced down, famous nor'easterlies that come through. The years I was there, we had a series of winters with polar vortexes where temperatures would plunge into like the negative 20s. But right in between there, you have perfect, crisp, lovely fall. And if you happen to be a climber, you get to go to the gunks. It's perfect climbing season. It's one of the birthplaces of American climbing, especially on the East Coast. And and you really can't beat it. The air is like just chilled to the perfect temperature where you're not too hot, not too cold. The colors are popping, all the leaves change, and you feel like you live in this just fairyland where the skies are a rich blue and the colors of the trees are oranges and reds. And I, I, I would strongly defend it as, as the best season in the Northeast. That was very poetic. I, I'll give him that. Yeah, very compelling. He actually composed that on Walden Pond. And I'm going to raise you. Oh, no. Jake's coming, rumbling in. Jake. With the Southeast in the fall. And I'll kick <laughs> it off with a quote by a guy named Leonard Skinner. Did you ever see the beauty of the hills of Carolina or the sweetness of the grass in Tennessee? But I'll go on, not with more Leonard Skinner, (laughs) but a little why. So, Andrew, I agree and can relate to so much you said about the Northeast in the fall. And I do do find a lot of specialness with the vibrancy of the colors coming out of a really hard summer and dark winter. But with the South, I think there's a level up in recreation, outdoor recreation offerings, especially in the fall. You know, we have the Southern terminus of the AT down in the foothills of Georgia to continue the hiking, just an abundant amount of hidden waterfalls throughout Georgia 
Tennessee, North Carolina, and Kentucky that aren't crowded, overrun, or blown out on Instagram. These just really special cascading waterfalls. We also have true fall colors. And then to move a little bit, we have amazing mountain biking ranging from the hills of North Carolina over to the hot spots in Arkansas. We have great paddling for all types of outdoor enthusiasts. So if you want white water, you can hop on the Nantahala or the Ocoee. You can flat water paddle throughout our amazing rivers and lakes. And you can also do coastal paddling in Florida through barrier islands or up through Georgia. (laughs) I got to say, I feel like Jake just like patted Andrew on the back really calmly and was like, this is going to hurt a little bit, but I'm just going to take you down. Either that or Jake now works for the Southeast uh, Tourism Board. But I would like to close with two of our crowd favorites for the fall in the Southeast, especially as it relates to the outdoor recreation enthusiasts. And I'm talking about rock climbing and I'm talking about caving. So we have an abundant amount of stone in the Southeast. And if you're a climber, the fall is the time to go. The friction's great, the poison ivy, and the snakes are gone, which is fantastic. (laughs) You maybe should have left that part out. (laughs) I could have left that out. But the amount of concentration of stone in one area allows for a whole week of climbing trip just in one zone, whether you're in Tennessee, Georgia, North Carolina, or Kentucky. And then we have over 14,000 known caves in the area, which is called TAG, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia. So get you some of that. All right. All right, we vote. My takeaway from Jake's argument is that, Jake, you are, I knew this, but I'm just going to reiterate that you are a gentleman and a scholar. (laughs) What do we think? Who wins? I saw this in both uh, your argument, Andrew, and Evan's, is that you're saying these are the best seasons in your region just because the rest of the seasons really suck (laughs) and like yeah yours like andrew yours was very poetic and beautiful and it sounds wonderful but i just think jake's was more compelling though i have to say that like coming out of the summer in the south into the fall is one of the reasons that i feel like it's so good having lived in north carolina for many many years also like that summer is so heinous that then you like yeah, part of the goodness of the fall is that it is a reward. And like somewhere in the Northeast is probably pretty nice too. But yeah, I don't know. They have a lot in common, like colors and good temps. But I think I have to vote for the South because it's a little less cold. That's pretty much why. <laughs> it's okay. South's up 2-0 right now. I'm reflecting on how little bit of time I've spent in both of those regions. Both of you made me want to visit these places in the fall. But I think the Northeast in the fall is this like iconic thing that people talk about. So for that reason, I think I could really go for just like a long trail run or some climbing in the Northeast. So I'm going to go with that. 2-1 right now. Lisey? I've spent a little bit of time in both places in the fall, and I would say that I prefer the Southeast in the fall. So I'm sorry, Andrew. (laughs) It's done. 3-1. There's no coming back. Evan, who would you vote for, though? 
I'm gonna go, I'm gonna side with Andrew. I mean, mainly just because he sided with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. All right, who's next? Who's next? I can go next. So I was just reflecting, listening to you guys, that I've had the privilege of living in three of these regions, the Rockies that we haven't talked much about yet, um, the Northwest, and the Midwest. And I'll be representing the Midwest. So for those of you who don't know what states make up the Midwest, I thought this might be a place to start. (laughs) This is like Um, the true underdog. I mean, we talked about Alaska being an underdog, but you're like... yeah. Okay, so the Census Bureau gives it 12 states. So Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. So um, a very big part of our country. I would say similar to what most of you have already said is like, I think the best season is very dependent on the activities you enjoy. I'm not going to give this to winter, but I do want to shout out to the cross-country Nordic ski um, in the Midwest. I feel like that has to be said. It's definitely not spring in the Midwest. I feel like it can be really unpredictable weather there, cool, rainy, blizzards, lots of wind and like ice-covered electrical poles, cars that don't start. That level can happen even into the spring. But I think... The fall and summer is kind of where I like kept hovering between. The fall is beautiful in the Midwest. Um, There's fewer bugs. When I asked a couple of my friends that still live in the Midwest or that have a lot of experience there as well, they were leaning more towards the fall. But I remembered that I lived there for 23 years, so I also feel pretty justified that summer is what I'm going to say for the Midwest. I think what I'm hearing on one shoulder is like friends who are like, yeah, but it's so hot and it's so buggy. But my rebuttal to that is there's lightning bugs that are beautiful and the summers are really, really like the summer nights are warm. There's just like a softness to the summer there, I think. The days are long and you know, it's so buggy because there's so much water in the Midwest. So of course the the boundary waters, which of course, like canoeing, paddling, the wildlife there is incredible, like moose and bear, even the northern lights. I think Lake Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, like kayaking, mountain biking, climbing, like it's a mecca in its own, right? I feel like what you're saying is you kind of want to blend. You want like a little, you want that like end of August into like mid-October and have that be its own season. I think that's fair. I think that can be allowed. Yeah. It was like a late summer, like late summer, early fall, I think is the right time. Less bugs, but it's still warm because I think the key part of the summer in the Midwest is all of that water and being able to like swim in warm, wild water. It's really incredible. Like we all know, like the 10,000 lakes in Minnesota, but that's like every state in the Midwest has just like tens of thousands of lakes and like the Ozarks and yeah, just It's like a big cultural thing to be near lakes. But also in Iowa every year, like about 60,000 cyclists flock to the border of Iowa and Nebraska and bike across the state for the whole week in late July. So it's hot and they're going through cornfields, but people do that every year. So I think it's like a goal of mine to get to do it. And again, that's like in the height of summer. So it can't be that bad if people do that every year. And I think they hit their 50th 
uh, ride this year. So they've been doing it 50 years. So they could have moved it to the fall if fall was better. But I think summer, um, summer's the time. And I was just thinking too, people who like to hike or do any kind of high pointing, the Midwest is really your best friend for doing this, especially if elevation and you don't get along. Like some of those high points, if I just list off a couple, the highest point in Indiana is 1,200 feet. Ohio, 1,500 feet. Illinois, 1,200. Wisconsin, 1,900. So, you know, we have that going for us. Yeah, you're like for near so, summer. <laughs> don't worry about it. We got this hill in Iowa. It'll be way easier. Yeah, get your tick list. Who's gonna take take on the Midwest? I dare you. Um, I'm gonna take your lakes and raise them quite literally because here in the Pacific Northwest, we have thousands of beautiful, crisp, clear alpine lakes just sprinkled throughout craggy peaks all around us. That is obviously for the more elevation inclined. But if you're not a huge fan of elevation, we have heaps of lakes down low as well. And in the summer with like averages of 70 degrees for three months straight, like all these lakes are excellent, excellent activities, especially like, man, just working up a nice, a nice little sweat, you know, going up a trail through some, through some sweet pine trees, some Douglas fir coming out into like an Alpine clearing and just hopping in a lake, getting all rinsed off. Nothing, nothing beats that. I, I will say we might not have you beat on the bugs we don't have lightning bugs which is like pretty lame if washington had lightning bugs i think that we would win this hands down but we don't have that many mosquitoes in the summer it's not that heinous most of the time it's not as bad as alaska at least so i think that summer in the pacific northwest is uh pretty unmatched silence I can go on. There's plenty more activities <laughs> to get into here. You talked about biking, epic mountain biking with good dirt well into August. And then it gets a little dusty. I'll, I'll give you that one. Great climbing. So epic climbing, epic biking, epic hiking, great lakes all over the place. Amazing weather. I, I Need I say more? No. I do have a rebuttal when we talk about like late summer. I think there's like a smoke season that happens in parts of the Northwest. So I'm just saying that typically doesn't happen in the Midwest. So it might have some fresher air in late August, early September in Iowa. That's a valid criticism for sure. Last year's smoke season was rough. It was like three straight weeks of like dangerously unhealthy air air qualities but did you do did you curtail any of your activities or anything during that period of time a little bit <laughs> a little bit okay i don't think i did any i don't think i changed anything i was like whatever but anyway okay let's vote who wins this one midwest late summer early fall versus summer in the northwest so I'll jump in here. Subjectively, I feel like during this season, if I was finishing a long bike ride, I might be able to find water from a friendly neighbor, whether it's a hose or knocking on a door, easier in the Midwest. And that is just subjective. 
but I've known finding that water source to be very helpful in finishing my bike ride. I feel like it's just very communal in that type of season and inviting. However, objectively, I'm thinking I see more Midwest license plates in the Pacific Northwest during the season for a reason. And I think there's a hunch that they're traveling there and I'm seeing all of those plates driving around. So I'm going to go with the Pacific Northwest. And and you're all okay. and you're also saying it sounds like that people in the Midwest are nicer. Possibly. Jake's treading carefully right now, but I think he's probably right. We do have the Seattle freeze. Right. And in the Midwest, they have Minnesota nice and Iowa nice. It's a thing. Isn't Minnesota nice, though, like the underhanded, backhanded compliments? (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what Minnesota nice is. Maybe I don't know this because I grew up with Iowa nice, so I don't pick up on those things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like Minnesota nice would be like... Great job. You finished that race a lot faster than the last time when you had to walk. Like, that would be Minnesota nice, I think. <laughs> okay. All right, Lauren? Well, I haven't spent that much time in the Midwest, so I don't know from firsthand experience. But I feel like something that is making me lean towards the Pacific Northwest that I don't even know if Skylar talked about is the long days. Like, I feel like even in California in the summer, it's like an incredible thing to go climbing in the Pacific Northwest because you can, you have like so much daylight that it feels like you can spend all day outside. Yeah, there's like 47 hours of daylight. It's incredible. Yeah, exactly. So I think for that reason specifically, I'm going to lean towards the Pacific Northwest in the summer. Okay. PNW is up 2-0 right now. Who's next? I'm going to have to go Pacific Northwest, too. Oh, Sorry, the death Ashley. blow gets dealt. Take that, Midwest. <laughs> I just feel like if I was going to travel to a place in the summer, I would probably more likely book a flight to Seattle or Portland. I'm sorry. It was well argued, Ashley, though. It was well. It was. You, it was. The lightning, bu- the lightning bugs were a good touch, like a nice little touch in there. I was like, oh, that is so cool. That was, that was, that was good. It was good effort. Also, I appreciate that you didn't bring up tornado season because that could have been a drawback. It could have been, yes. And it's really, that was hard. I didn't know that the Northwest was who I would go up against as someone who has lived and loves the Northwest so much. It's like, oh, dang, how is this happening to me right now? <laughs> yeah, your, your heart was torn. Well, we won't, we won't make the rest of the team, to, to spare the poor Midwest, we won't make the rest oh, of the team. I wanted to here. do a final dunk on the Midwest. <laughs> okay, it's all right. After the break, the last preliminary matchup goes down, and then we go into a speed round to determine this year's champs. It's about to get dramatic. Stay with us. And support comes from Kuat Racks. They just released the Ibex an overlanding truck bed rack that handles substantial loads both on and off the grid because being off the grid is dope. Constructed from lightweight yet durable aluminum, the black powder coat is made for all the nature you can throw at it. Available in six different frame sizes to accommodate most truck models, the Ibex is engineered for adventure with versatile full and half height configurations. 
For more details, visit kuat.com. Kuat, because you will absolutely love this bedrock and all the dope places you go. All right. Well, what other? What are the next two regions? We got Colorado and the Southwest. Lisi, you're the Southwest, right? I'm the Southwest. I am going with spring. Okay. So the Southwest is amazing in the spring, and um, there's an average high of usually 70 degrees in the Southwest in the spring. And the spring starts earlier than it does anywhere else in the country in the Southwest because the snow melts earlier and the temps stay cooler longer. So spring is a really long season in the Southwest, which makes it really incredible. The days are really long. It cools off at night, so you're constantly comfortable. You can, you know, wear a light jacket at night, but during the daytime, you're in a tank top and you're not hot, but you're not cold. There's always perfect cool breezes. It's the least rainy area of the U.S. It averages the least amount of rain, specifically in the spring of anywhere in the U.S. So you're more likely to have, you know, reliable days to just be outside and you know it's going to be sunny, you know it's going to be nice. And there's also a ton to do. We have the most public land of anywhere in the U.S. Um, Over 80% of the Southwest is public land. So you know you're going to have a place to go. There's tons of climbing, tons of mountain biking kayaking, skiing, you name it. We have everything. We have peaks of over, you know, 14,000 feet. And then we have, you know, riverbeds. Um, We have the Grand Canyon, for God's sakes. There's desert tortoises here. It's incredible. (laughs) Plus you get the real super bloom. I know Lauren talked about California's super bloom, but really in the Southwest, (laughs) we have, you know, the actual real super bloom that happens and the juxtaposition of the desert against like the beautiful flowers and all the cactuses blooming is just really, really incredible. So someone come at me. That was well argued. I, I mean, I think you had a strong hand to play, but it was also a well executed argument. Where you're like, <laughs> yeah, this is I feel like this is another one seed, basically. <laughs> Who's oh, we also her. have no bugs. I'm just going to say that. Zero bugs. Not even some bugs. There's none. Also, we have the most stars visible at night of any region in the U.S. because we have the most darkness. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, are your hands on your hips? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I'm doing a power pose. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, who's, is, who's, who's repping Colorado or the Mountain West or whatever that is? Okay, I think throughout this whole conversation, it's very important to not leave out one special season and one really special region, which is the Mountain West in our country that includes Utah, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and a little bit of northern New Mexico. And I want to zone in on the winter season in this region and talk about the wonderful things to do, especially as it relates to snow sports. And even if you aren't skiing or snowboarding or snowshoeing, just venturing out into this beautiful snow globe and mountain paradise with giant peaks, rivers flowing through just like giant snow banks. It's like being in a real life snow globe. And an added value to all of this 
there's so much sunshine that you feel this just like warm glow on your face while you're outside throughout this whole experience. And so, you know, throughout all these different states, there's just these little mountain towns that are just so warming and special to visit and recreate in that it honestly just makes you forget about the hustle and bustle of life and just makes you want to just escape and live there forever. Hence why I chose to do that a few years ago and still have. So I like to really advocate for living in the mountains, in the Rockies, in the winter seasons, being a part of the snowboard and ski culture, getting up on the hill, uh, getting a lot of days under your belt and enjoying what all that's about. I got to say, I think this is the hardest matchup. I think this is. Does anyone have a strong... I'd be torn if I were forced to vote right now. Yeah, I think this is the hardest one because I'm thinking about where I travel to most frequently and I feel like it's like Utah in the early spring or Vegas in the early spring and like Montana in the winter. And so it's this is, I think, yeah, the hardest matchup for me. Well, I'm. I'll go. I'll go first. So initially, you know, as Lisi was speaking, I'm. I was relating because you know when I've traveled and climbed, like the Southwest in the springtime was my absolute favorite place to go. Like every argument that you made, Lisi, spot on. And when you said no bugs, I was like, oh my god! Like compared to where I live, it's like. It's so nice to be in a place that doesn't have bugs. The weather's amazing in the spring. The climbing's great. It just feels amazing. Like the plants and animals are out. It's just, it's a beautiful place. But Jake, you are just so damn sincere. And I'm, and for that reason alone, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to side with you on this one. So Evan would prefer to shovel snow over. I I just... (laughs) Like I felt, I almost felt like they're like Jake was gonna tear up. He's just so sincere. And also, I also feel like Evan may have an alternate career to being a judge on like America's Got Talent or something like that. Like he would. I, mean, <laughs> like he I, would I can be a little bit impulsive and just kind of live on the edge. And so, all right, one for uh, Colorado winner. I am going to even this up and vote for the American Southwest and and go with Lisi. In particular, because as we move into fall here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, the the sadness, the seasonal affective disorderness kicks in as the rains come in, but the snow hasn't started to fall. And I always find the fall to be the toughest time. And I frequently am looking for a desert escape. And the American Southwest is, it just always calls to me at this time of year. The, the climbing, the rivers, the canyons, it's it's tough to beat. I'm going to hop on the seasonal effective train here and say that I also look to the Southwest every time it starts to rain in the Northwest. And also the fact that Lisi brought up desert tortoises kind of has my heart. So I got to go to the Southwest as well. Yeah, I feel like I'm leaning the other way now because what, hearing you guys talk about how much you need the sunshine makes me feel like yeah, what I crave, because it's so sunny and wonderful in California most of the time, is like some weather once in a while. And if I want to go somewhere with like great light snow and get out of the 
it's meant to like skiing here in the Sierra. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go for winter in the Mountain West. Are we tied? We're tied up right now. Ashley. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. You're 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 the decider. Mm. Yeah. What I was hearing some of you Northwest folks, you know, you're talking about the Southwest in the fall, and Lisi was making the argument for the spring. So just gonna call that out. I would say I especially look to the Southwest in the spring because that's when I've like become entirely sick of the rain here. So it's like spring break or like around late March. I am so ready for a desert trip. Yeah, ditto. And when I lived in Seattle, we would go to Southern California, like Joshua Tree area. And it was necessary that time of year. My vote's going to go for winter in the Rockies. I'm sorry, Lisa. Oh, I didn't <laughs> I see like... a car. I thought she was swinging the other way. <laughs> My thinking is well, someone's got to have winter. And I think that there's something so iconic and classic in the U.S. about Rocky Mountain winter and skiing. But um, Ash, did just be honest, did you do that to Lisi just to make her feel what it feels like when somebody just <laughs> destroys you? Maybe. <laughs> All right. I feel I feel like the the Southwest. That was a bad. That was a tough beat right there. So, California is going to square off against the Southeast. California spring versus Southeast fall and Pacific Northwest in the summer versus Mountain West winter. At least all seasons are represented here. Um, I think at this stage, what we should do is we're actually let's do a power round. Each of you have passed through has like 30 seconds to make the case for your place. So we're going to start with California spring versus southeast fall. Lauren, you ready? You've got 30 seconds. Crush the southeast if you dare. I know this is so hard for me because I'm from the southeast and I was just saying we should go there this fall. But for California in the spring, we got flowers, sunshine, no smoke. Fewer bugs, corn skiing, and green hills. That's my argument. Okay, southeast fall. What do you got, Jake? Come visit the southeast this fall and never leave. Enjoy some of the world's best sport, trad, and bouldering all on top of each other. Enjoy some of the best paddling, whitewater, flatwater, and coastal, and then finish the day caving. 14,000 caves, isn't that what you said? Yep, via Nat Geo. All right, what do we think? Southeast, fall, or spring in California? I mean, it's pretty hard not to go with California, for me, personally. California, 1-0 right now. I would I would say the same. I'm going to have to go California. 2-0 right now. It's looking, looking tough for Southeast right now. Ashley? Maybe someone else could go. Unless we're okay with California just getting it now. <laughs> well, it'll win either way. <laughs> California's up 3-0. Would there be any takers for uh, Southeast in the fall versus spring in California? No. I feel like the fall is just so nice in a lot of places that it's kind of hard to like to think like you would necessarily have to go somewhere else. And I think that's where I was at where like a lot of places it's rough in the spring still. So going somewhere like California where it's warm. Mm. So maybe it's more of a season for me than a location, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
All right. California goes through. Now we have the Pacific Northwest in the summer versus winter in the Mountain West. I think this is an especially good matchup because it's kind of like the best of both worlds. I feel like most people that live out here would say that living in the Northwest is rough, but the summers make it worth it. I hear that a lot. And the winters are great. If you ski, you get good snow. It's it's pretty sweet. But the winters in Colorado are legendary, right? You have light snow. It's beautiful. So it's kind of like you have the, the best of the Northwest in the summer and the best of Colorado, just like legendary winters. But my case for the Northwest goes back to just long days, great temperatures, any outdoor activity that you want to do, name it. You can do it in the summer and no bugs. It's pretty good. Jake. You know, if you want to feel like a child, come ski Rocky Mountain snow. You'll be hooting and hollering and smiling throughout all the other seasons, marking it off on your calendar and dreaming of those wonderful powder days. It's hard to be living in a snow globe, snow globe. Come check it out. Winter's just around the corner. All right. That guy should work in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ashley, you want to start the, start the voting off? Sure. You guys both made really good arguments. I think Skylar said it really well. That like It's kind of, in my opinion, too, it's like the best of those two seasons. And I think similar to the last matchup I think I have to go with more of just a preferred season and I think that is the summer in the northwest and part of that it's because I also love climbing volcanoes which can almost feel like winter like the snowy mountains that are there year-round but yeah I love multi-sport days in the summer and has someone who's lived in the northwest and now in Colorado in the summer like the northwest doesn't have these afternoon storms and that's a huge selling point for me at this point that you can be out on the trails at four o'clock and not be hit by lightning. So that's my vote. Cool. One zero. Andrew. I, 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 yeah, I genuinely don't know. I feel like Colorado is too populated. Like everyone knows how magical Colorado is, but that's why it's overrun with people. I also have to admit, I've never really done the deep dive into Colorado. I've been there many times, but I'll only ever kind of briefly and I've never like really gotten to experience the magic of Colorado I live in the Pacific Northwest so clearly my life actions cast a vote that direction but I'm also a little sour on it right now places with more sunshine sound pretty nice I'm also cognizant of the fact that like the this entire bracket is boiling down to where everyone always moves like the final three right now are california colorado and washington state which is basically where most you know when people are like moving west those are the places they usually end up i'm gonna go out on a limb for myself and vote for colorado Ooh, that's a surprise okay okay one one lisi which way would you go okay i've lived in the uh, Rocky Mountain area. I lived there many, many years. The reason I moved away was because of the winters. And um, so I'm going to have to go Pacific Northwest <laughs> in the summer. Yes. I have, I have no favorites, I promise. 
Lauren? Yeah, it's interesting that Andrew brought up where people live because as I think about this, I think about like a place that I want to visit versus like where I'd want to spend the whole season in that like I, I almost every winter do make a trip to the Rockies, whether it's Montana or Colorado to ice climb and ski. But after the end of the trip, I typically am pretty good and like ready to go home. <laughs> like I really enjoy it, but I don't really want to be there for like three months. Whereas like when I went to the Pacific Northwest for a bit this summer, I definitely had the feeling that I could stay a lot longer. And so I feel like even though both are great, there's only one where I'd want to spend the entire season there if I had to. And that would be the PNW in the summer. Yes, that's three. PNW summer, victorious. Evan, what would you vote? I would also vote for the Pacific Northwest in the summer based solely off Skylar's description of the sprinkling alpine lakes and jumping into those in the water. Like, I know what that feels like, having done that in peak summer in Alaska, and it's unbeatable. Word. Okay, comes down to it. PNW summers versus California in the spring. They're kind of similar in a lot of ways, I feel like. I mean, if you look at this matchup, you've got a situation where you could ski, climb, mountain bike. Uh, you could just do almost everything in a day. And and I, I mean, even surfing, right? We think about that. Both both places have surf. I don't know. This is going to be a tough one, I feel like. Well, yeah, I feel like <sighs> the Pacific Northwest summer is like the extension of California spring, you know, because it's like cooler. Like once it gets hot here, you're like, oh, I just go north to the Pacific Northwest and it feels a lot like spring did in California. So you're saying Pacific, the Pacific Northwest is just copying California? Like they're behind the trend? <laughs> yeah, it's like they're... just catch up a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been okay. doing this in April. Yeah. 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 It certainly feels that way in April. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll let everyone vote on this one. I don't think we need to. We know the arguments for each of these. Who votes for California in the spring? Lauren. BC. Evan. Three. Three? Is this is this uh Pacific Northwest? Who's in the Pacific Northwest corner? Skylar. Andrew. Ashley. Jake. Wow. I mean, another another year in the books. This is amazing. <laughs> the inaugural bracket to decide. Well, hold on a second, Fitz. I think that this calls for you weighing in here and getting a vote. Because because your vote could actually really tip this in one way. Or create a tie, and I think that that I think it's important that you vote. Yeah, shed the cloak of neutrality, Fitz. <laughs> this is so hard for me because California is my birthplace, Pacific Northwest is my home. I think based upon the data, I'm going Pacific Northwest in the summer. I'm going for it. I think that the someone made a really good point about how it's like thinking of this as like places to visit. And also for the record, I know I'm shedding the, new, the cloak of neutrality, but if you were to offer me a two-week all-expensive-paid trip to either spring in the southeast or winter in the mountain west, I would 100% escape to the southeast or southwest. 100%. I'm with Lisi. I feel like I, got, I feel like the southwest got robbed here a little bit. But I don't know. That's how the cookie crumbles, I guess. That's what happens in single elimination brackets. Yep. It's tough. You know, it's funny, too, because, like, I, I feel like with the Pacific Northwest, 
the great thing is it's not like people are going to listen to this and everyone's going to move here now because we still have this month called November, which just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, well, it's all everyone's got their everyone's got their downside, but I feel like the downside up here is is legit. Any final thoughts? I feel like it is interesting to say like if you're looking at the whole season versus just a trip, I would give completely different answers. I would almost go to any of these other places in different seasons, like fall in the Northeast or spring in the Southwest, um, winter in Colorado. If you offered me a trip, any trip, all expenses paid, I'd probably pick any of the other places before I was like, oh yeah, I'll go on a trip to the Northwest. And that might just be because I grew up here and like I've, I've lived here my whole life pretty much. But those places just, as destinations um, have a different allure in my mind. I have to say the other, I think one of the, the big reasons for the uh, summer in the Northwest potentially winning here is that this summer, right? Like looking around at everyone else's weather where it's like hot or super muggy or, you know, and we just have like typically, yeah, there is the fire season that's starting to happen more, but but in general, in August or July, when we're up here, it's like the only part of the country that's like truly pretty nice at that moment in time. And so I think that's really, I mean, for like eight weeks, we just have the best best weather probably on the planet. And that's that's pretty cool to have that. It makes up for it the rest of the time. If you have an idea for a story, give us a shout. You can find the submission form on our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. Music today from Brendan O'Connell, Jacob Bain, and Nice Cotto. The tracks are courtesy of the artists. Jacob Bain and Nice Cotto composed our theme song. Find the links to the artists on our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by me, Fitzgahal, and Lauren Delaney Miller, and edited by Andrew Burton, with additional production help from Evan Phillips, Ashley Langholz, and Becca Call. Thanks, Skylar and Lisi, for joining the conversation too. Illustration by Walker Call. Becca Call is our executive producer. I'm Fitzgall. You've been listening to Diaries Plus. Thanks for tuning in.